Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Is Monday, April 24th, 2023, and this is day 1860 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you above everyone and anything. Thank you so much, my Lord, for waking us up to hear the sounds of the birds singing, to to hear, um, you know, all the sounds of nature that you created. And, and Lord, that we not take any of it for granted. Thank you for allowing us to function and, and do your will and to uh, prosper in all that we put our hands to as we obey you. Thank you even for the trials and tribulations that also help us to grow. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, things are not always as they seem. It's kind of a long title today. Things are not always as they seem. We're coming out of 1 Kings chapter 17, and we're going to start at verse 7 through verse 24. So this is the second part of what happened to Elijah and the widow woman. We talked about the first part of it yesterday, just about doors being shut And why uh, we need to press on when God says, move on. (laughs) And this is what Elisha did. Elijah did. He moved on. And uh, so let's go ahead. Let me read that. It says, sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, to Elijah, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. Excuse me. He called Excuse me. He called to her and asked, "Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink?" As she was going to get it, he called, "And bring me please a piece of bread." As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Wow, that is really rough, isn't it? I mean, it was just, it was that bad. And see, this was one of the things that God had given Elijah Uh, He spoke a word that it will not rain except by his word. And uh, it did not rain for three and a half years, which made for a drought, uh, made for death, uh, starvation. uh, And but God was providing even in the midst of it. And so in verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Mm. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. Now, this 
the Holy Spirit just put something on my heart that I've not ever gotten out of this. And I've read this many times. Putting God first in every area of our lives and also in paying our tithes. Give the first tenth to God and you will be amazed. Just like uh, God says um, in in his word, he says, you know, you know, has man robbed God? Um, yes, in our tithes and in our offerings. He said, but test me in this and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much of a blessing that you will not be able to contain it all. This is when you pay your tithes. He said, but when you don't pay your tithes, it will be like you have holes in your pocket. Nothing lasts, nothing prospers, nothing grows. And so this is what this reminds me of also. He's saying, you know, using him himself as an example here, uh, giving to the man of God, but in our case, uh, obeying God first and paying our tithes. And so... Uh, he says, for that is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Well, wait, let me go back. Let me go back. Uh, he says, go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. You notice that? Uh, when you pay your tithes, when we pay our tithes, God gives us a promise. And he says, test me enough. I, I, I'm not sure if, if there's anywhere else in the Bible where he says, test me in this. I don't know for sure, but I know <laughs> I know about that one. And uh, it is just uh, awesome. Uh, when we just are obedient to God and do what he says to do, how he will provide. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Listen, whatever God says in his word, is truth. God cannot lie. <laughs> he will not lie to us. He wants to he wants to provide for us in every way and he does, but we have to allow him to. Oh, and the principle of tithing, you know, you don't need, it doesn't say you need to be saved before you tithe. I mean, ideally it would be good to be saved because we want to be with the Lord for eternity, but are there are people that use this principle that don't even know Jesus as their savior and they too are blessed because of it. But the ideal blessing of all is to be with Jesus for eternity. Verse 17, sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Wow. And that sounds to me, this woman uh, has self-condemnation. She had fear, as we could say. He said in the beginning when he told her, don't be afraid. And I understand that kind of fear. I, <laughs> hey, you're about to die. You don't have any food. 
that's that's a fearful moment but he's saying oh but god he can provide in every situation verse 19 give me your son elijah replied he took him from her arms carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed then he cried out to the lord lord my god have you brought tragedy even on this widow i am staying with by causing her son to die then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the lord he says lord my god let this boy's life return to him the Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room and to the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Isn't that powerful? Man. So there was some doubt. And she now, she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is our provider, that God is the true and living God. And God works through people like you, like me. He uses us uh, as a vessel, as an instrument, just like he said about Paul. He said, he's going to be my instrument. Oh, glory. He's going to share the word of God with the Gentiles. And he did. And he wrote the majority of the New Testament. He was out murdering and imprisoning Christians at first. Oh, but God had a plan for his life, just like he does for ours. So point number one, have you ever gone through something that was so dire that you thought, this is it? There's no way I can make it through this. It's over. If we go by the way things look, from our natural eye. You're absolutely right. But God wants us to see things from his eyes through faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We, like this amazing widow, have to allow ourselves to be reprogrammed. Things are not always as they seem. But as we go through various trials, tribulations, and challenges in life, there's also things God is revealing. He's healing us. Uh, he's bringing things to the surface, strengthening, restructuring uh, in us in preparation for what's coming down the pipeline, things that we don't see yet. God is also strengthening and building up our faith in him. He loves us so much. He wants us to trust him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, putting him first in our lives. Point number two, although the woman saw only a handful of oil and a little olive oil, only a handful of flour, I should say, and a little olive oil and death looming over her and her son, God had other plans. Mm. just like he does for you. <laughs> he has other plans. Don't go by what it looks like, okay? Now, here's some of the things that stood out to me. He had other things in plan for her and her children to live and not die, 
to thrive in life. They were just getting by. He wanted them to thrive and to prosper. Second, for her to not walk in fear, but to walk in faith, to trust God, to have a new relationship with the Lord. And then for her faith in God to grow. So her faith grew. She had enough faith, you notice, to go ahead and obey God in the beginning, to give the man of God something to eat first. But there's levels in our faith in growing. And so the next one was, oh my goodness, now my son, now my son is dead. Now to have faith in God to bring him back. Wow. Uh, For her to truly see how much the Lord loves her and her children or loved her and her children and that her sins were forgiven. Man, that's so powerful. And then for her uh, to cast out all doubt. You know, doubt uh, can be the detriment to our faith, uh, to our growth in God when we have doubt. You know, you might might be like I used to be. You know, I'm all, I was always so skeptical, like, hmm, I don't know about that. Let me see. <laughs> uh, like uh, Gideon, uh, and, and I don't think Gideon was skeptical, but he said, wait, Lord, if it is you, show me, give me proof. You know, let the dew fall on the grass, but not on this rag. All right, and God did it. And, you know, and then he said the next day, okay, let the dew fall only on the rag and not on the grass. Okay, all right, God did it. Okay, all right. Now I know it's you. <laughs> you know, sometimes we need that proof. But for me, I was always skeptical. In it, and it was mainly because of being let down uh, in my childhood many times and being promised things uh, from my father and, and not coming through. And so I was just always skeptical when people would say, I'm going to do this for you. Like, uh, okay, let me, <laughs> let me make sure. Uh, but I remember how God showed me something uh, a few times and, and uh, I'll share this one with you, um, with my husband. He, uh, this was several years ago. And uh, this is when he had had a heart attack. He had had several. God has brought my husband back to life and restored him so many times. It, it, I can't even count. Uh, but um, uh, he has a great work for him to do. And he's such a good man. And so anyway, one day after he had had surgery and uh, he had an aneurysm and he had He had a surgery. No, no, no. This was before the aneurysm. Okay. So he had had surgery, had gotten stents put in uh, for his heart. And so uh, for the blockage uh, that he had that was, um, that caused a heart attack. And he was home and he was doing fine. And I had had to work or go to some function or something. And I got home that evening and... He, this was at least 20 years ago, and he was sitting there on the, uh, at the, at our bar on a stool. Uh, I remember this. I have to close my eyes when I'm sharing this with you because I can see it. And he, I went over to him and said, hey, honey, give him a hug. And then all of a sudden, he just slumped over. His eyes rolled to the back of his head. Um, he began to lose uh, capacity of his faculties, like, you know, things were shutting down. Um, and 
he literally just stopped breathing and died in front of me. And I dropped everything and I just laid my hands on him on his head and and just started crying out to the Lord. And in the other hand, I had called 911 saying, please come because my husband isn't breathing. He's dead, blah, 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 whatever it was I was saying. I was crying out to the Lord. And listen, you might think you can pray an eloquent prayer, (laughs) but let me tell you, honey child, I could not. All I could say was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that is enough. And, and my husband came to and he said, honey, why are you yelling at those people on the phone? And I was like, thank you so much, Lord. He brought them back. The ambulance got there so quick. And they took him and they said it was an aneurysm. And, um, and they said, you know, sir, most people don't live through things like this. And we were like, but God, thank you, Lord. Things are not always as they seem. And some of the things that came from that for me, from me is total trust in God. There, when there's no one else around, no one else for you to call on, no one else that can help you. Oh, but God, he is more than enough. And if we learn how to call on his name, And it also strengthened my husband's faith as well in the Lord. And he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's that word again, that God had a calling on his life. And there were things yet for him to do. And it was like this great bond uh, for the two of us that that God created. That It was something really special that nobody could ever take from us. You know, we've gone through (laughs) uh, life and death together throughout this journey, uh, being together. Literally, we've been together for 50 years, married uh, in June for 45 years. But there is something special about that bond that no one could sever because we've been through some things and we've grown closer together in the Lord. What about you? What is it that God is showing you? He's saying, it's not what it looks like, daughter. It's not what it looks like, son. Continue to press on. Continue to trust me and do what I've called you to do, no matter how bad it looks. Oh, because God's got great things for you. Oh, glory to God. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that's the very first step you should make. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is what we want. That is the goal to be with our Lord and Savior for eternity. But while we're here on this earth, he's with us. He's given us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us as we build the kingdom of God, sharing the love of Jesus with others. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY projects, teaching our youth and adults how to do small household repairs. Yep, my husband (laughs) will be the brainchild behind that. And that's one of those things God had in store for him. (laughs) All right, Mighty Warriors. And first of all, too, let me make sure to thank you all as our partners, our sponsors. All of you make us who we are. Keep us going. Keep us able to serve the community, serving our youth. And we thank you so much. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.